everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zuccardi. My guest today is Russell Steinberg. He is a alumni of Out to Launch Patreon Edition, and today we're chatting about his journey starting a Patreon, launching it into the world, and running it for six plus months now. So we have a really amazing conversation. He is doing amazing things in his Patreon and beyond, and he has some really cool stories to share about how his Patreon community has really, really turned into a community and come together in ways that extend beyond the online world. So I think you're really going to love this episode. Before we dive in, a couple quick notes. If you are catching this in the morning of Wednesday, August 16th, so basically like when this episode drops, then you still have time to sign up for if you haven't already and make it to our live Patreon Q&A that we are having. Go to katiezacardi.com slash Patreon chat to sign up for this. It's a free live session to ask all of your questions about running, starting and launching a Patreon with me. So this is going to be amazing. We're going to do some group coaching. If you don't have any specific questions, come anyway and learn from the questions that others ask. We're going to talk about how to know if you're ready to launch one, how to get your audience ready to actually buy, what to consider when structuring your Patreon, biggest mistakes to avoid, how to actually go through with running a Patreon and having enough time and confidence to do it, and what to do if you already have a Patreon, but you're just not getting the results that you want. So if you're catching this in time, make sure you go register by heading to katiezacardi.com Patreon chat, all one word, Patreon chat. The link is also in the show notes. And if you missed that, no worries, because I have good news. If you want support with your Patreon, the doors are now open to Out to Launch Patreon Edition. So in order to check out information about the program and submit your application and schedule a call, head to katiezacardi.com slash Patreon. I am so excited to run another cohort of this program. We ran one last year around the same time we launched and started it in September, just like we're going to do for this round. And I, that group was just amazing. I love running this program. It's so much fun to take the ideas that everyone who comes in the program has and be able to bring them to life and often bring them to life in a way that they never even thought possible before to be able to create communities that they just have dreamed of to be able to bring in recurring revenue and fund music careers and be able to just learn more about themselves and who they want to be as an artist and how they want to show up and the impact that they want to make and then go out and actually do it so I am so excited to have another round of this program. If you are thinking about launching a Patreon, if you want to start a Patreon, if you want to start to monetize the audience that you have, and if you already have a Patreon and you want to get more people in it and really you know it has potential but it's just not reaching its potential right now, this program may very well be for you. It is a group coaching program and the whole focus of this program is to take you from Patreon idea of I want to launch it to fully launch Patreon. So by the end of the program, you will have created and fully launched your Patreon as in you will have started it. It'll be out in the world and you'll have members inside of it. So I can't wait. Applications are going to be open for the next week or so, so go ahead and submit your application now. We'll get on a call and talk a little bit further to make sure it's a good fit and go over all of the program details and answer any questions you have about it. And if it's a good fit, you'll go ahead and join and start with us in just a couple weeks. Again, that's katiezacardi.com slash Patreon to learn more about it and to apply. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode with Russell. Hey, Russell, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Katie, it's so great to be with you and see you again. 
It is so good to see you again, too. It's been a little while because we finished Out to Launch Patreon like six months ago at the time of this recording. So it's been a bit, but I'm so excited to catch up and chat with you all about Patreon today. So for our listeners um, who are new to you, can you just give us like a brief overview of who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Uh, So I'm a composer. I write concert, what's called concert music. I write you know, music for orchestra and for for chamber ensembles and and voice and all of that. I also conduct an orchestra. I conduct the Los Angeles Youth Orchestra. In fact, we just got back from Carnegie Hall just a week or so ago. That's I'll talk amazing. About that yeah, it was really amazing. I took 110 students, and it actually has it definitely has a Patreon connection. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So, in addition to the conducting, composing first, conducting, and then I also do a lot of. Uh, talks about classical music. So I'm a regular speaker for the LA Philharmonic, but I've been doing it for many orchestras and I've taught a while. I'm, I, I got a degree from Harvard and I'm very interested in how people hear music. And I'm, at least in the classical world, there's so much elitism and snobism. And it, mm-hmm. I think that people want to learn more about it. And I've just, uh, I've wanted to demystify it let's say because in, and for very selfish reasons by the way if, if people are going to understand my music they better have be able to understand Bach and Beethoven yeah. first and so uh, that all of those things had to do with my wanting to do this Patreon because I have all these different parts then of my life my writing part you know which is you know kind of my creative heart and then this this thing I'm doing with young people for the LA Youth Orchestra which I think is so important where I have, you know, 140 kids from eight to 18 each semester that are learning about classical music. And then all these older (laughs) children, these older children, people who who want to reconnect with classical music and get really excited about it. So I've always lived in this kind of fractionated existence. And I thought Patreon would be a great opportunity to try to merge these fields together. Yeah. And so that was that, you know, that gives, as succinctly put, that was the background that led me to want to create a Patreon. Yeah. So let's rewind to essentially a year ago today. Mm-hmm. What did your business look like pre-Patreon and, and right before you were deciding to start one and join this program? Like a lot of musical entrepreneurs, I, I just have a lot of different things going on separately. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, you know, and I would have to, you know, schedule my time carefully. So I had the time I was spending on all my commissions and working with my performers and producing concerts, time I spent doing lectures, uh, musical lectures, and then time I'm spending with my youth orchestra. So I was kind of just dividing it uh, between three. But I started to think over that a year ago that I thought Patreon was ready for me. Ha ha ha. I I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, I looked at what Patreon was doing and it it has, you know, it's it's a Patreon model, uh, you know, a kind of commissioning model. And that isn't really what I wanted to do. Uh, I, I wanted to kind of turn it around where I, it wasn't just so much about me. Hey, everyone show me love and all this and look at all this great stuff I'm doing. I wanted to see if I could have it actually go back to everyone else. I want to see if I could actually have Patreon be a place where the, the people themselves who are taking part are not just supporting me, but they're changing their own lives. 
I think that's been a common thread in, in what I in what I do. And I was trying to look at what connected it. So I, I didn't know where to go. So it, it just seemed like it was kind of ready to do that. And I thought, oh, no problem. I'll just uh, launch this thing, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, around that time is when I got your email. Just to let you know that you're, you, you know, I, I guess I was on enough lists and I got <laughs> it. It's and, and you, you said right off the bat, you know, launching Patreon is not that simple a thing. It, it takes it takes skills to do this. And I'm offering this uh, thing. And, you, you know, you had all your, you know, ducks in a row. You had the teaser. You <laughs> had someone who I you had a good testimonial, someone I liked with that. And I, I really I have to say I was a little depressed hearing it because I realized it was going to take a lot more work than I, <laughs> I had initially thought. But then I, you know, I've had enough experience. You now what's the point of doing something? It was just going to fall apart. So that's what led me to want to, to, to out to launch. I love it. Yeah. It, and sometimes when I talk about Patreon and I say, you know, it takes a, it takes a little bit of time to launch a Patreon properly. It, I can totally understand how that's not what people want to hear all the time because you have this idea and I go through this too, where it's like, you have this great idea. You're like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move forward with it. I just want to get it out there as soon as possible. And it can be hard to say, okay, wait, let me take a step back and let me do this right and take the time to actually do it. <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. Because, you know, you know, something like that, I'm sure with everyone approaching it, this is something that's been germinating in them for a while. So it's like, we know what we need to do. You know, it shouldn't take more than a couple of weeks. Let's do it. And here exactly. you're saying, this is going to take at least three to four months, maybe longer. And it was, it was really, that was really daunting. And, and I, I do, I, so I, I, one reason I wanted to uh, be a guest uh, with you is I want, I want people to know that that's how important that is, that, 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 that is real. It's not only whether it makes it a success or not, it has to do with whether it's going to form and be the kind of thing you want it to be. Yes. Um, so I, yeah. I just wanted I, at the front, I think that was important. And then I, I, I think you, I liked the way you were very organized about it. You talked about what would be done each month. And I, I knew enough about internet tools to know it takes, I'm not fast. It takes us time. And there's a difference between, uh, I think, between creative artists and technical people. You know, I deal with tech people and tech support all, all every day, pretty much now, as, as you probably do I have a studio and everything. And they go through things at a rate that's about a hundred times faster than I do, but they can't do any of the other stuff I do. So, um, you know, in, in that same way, I thought, uh, you know, what you were doing, here's you, you know, you're someone who studied what this platform is like and, and what are some of the pitfalls and everything. And, and I thought, okay, this will be great because this will, you know, this will help me to do it. What I didn't anticipate uh, was how much it was going to rely on a soul searching within myself. Mm. And that, that transformation, that personal transformation, which is what you're all about pretty much, um, was really the... Uh, it was unexpected and uh, cathartic. And I just, I think the most powerful part of the experience. And I, I that's something else I want to share for all, all the, your uh, potential clients that I think that that, this is one of the most powerful things about what you offer. Yeah. And I want, I want to get into that a little bit because it is true. It's like you come for the, the launch results or the audience building results. But if you work with me, um, you're going to get that personal transformation because <laughs> it's what needs to happen in order to have that business success. So before we dive into that a little bit deeper, I'm really curious to know what you wanted to get out of your Patreon as you entered this process. So like it's last year, you're thinking, I'm going to join this program. I'm going to launch my Patreon. What were you hoping to get out of it in terms of maybe money, 
you know, relationships with your community, any other type of results? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so my goals were, um, the, the most important goal for me was I wanted to create an audience that would be interested in my music as well as what I do. Because, you know, kind of a bribe thing, because what people are always after me for is my knowledge, because I'm, I'm just very good at helping people understand uh, how to, to learn to listen. I can change that. I'm a very good teacher with that. But I also wanted them to be interested in, in my creative work. So uh, that was the number one thing. The second of all is I was hoping that the Patreon would raise enough funding so that it would help to fuel, fund all of my creative dreams. If I want to rent an orchestra, if I want to put a concert on, all those things. So those are the two primary things. And then in return was to create a community of people that would, um, you know, would, would get to know each other and, and find themselves kind of self-realized as well. Okay. So I think those three things. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So I want to hear about your experience in the program and then, and then we'll have you answer the question. Like, did you achieve that? <laughs> <laughs> so you join out to launch Patreon. Like you said, you kind of gave us a teaser that you learned a lot of the business and techie stuff and just a lot about yourself, but what would you say you learned in the program that you might not have otherwise, if you chose to launch your Patreon, you know, quickly by yourself and just put it out there? Uh, let, let's go backwards. If I if I launched it by myself, uh, I think I would have run into a lot, just so many stumbling blocks in terms of what it would, you know, what I was trying to project out. And I, I think it would, uh, I don't think I would have achieved anything I had wanted. I think I would have been disappointed that people didn't want to just immediately subscribe. I would have had a few people sign up for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think in my head, I didn't realize how much it was like writing a piece of music. You know, when we, you know, whether you're a songwriter like me, you're writing symphonic stuff, you start with an idea. And when that the idea seems crystal clear in your head until you start to put it down on paper. Yeah. And then once you put things on down on paper, you start to realize it is not crystal clear. And, that, <laughs> you know, and it's going to take a lot to make. And I think Patreon is the same way. Oh yeah, it's so simple. I'm just going to have all my fans you know, I've got a mailing list of 4,000 people. They're just all going to become my fans and that it, it's going to be great. It's all going to work out that way. And that, that, uh, that isn't how it works. Uh, you and I went through, I mean, you did this with everyone in our group, but we went through so many trial and error uh, I, processes of, of how to shape the Patreon in a way that was really going to achieve these goals. I had no idea how difficult uh, that was going to be and how important it was in terms of knowing what I wanted out of it as well as what I wanted to offer. So I think the um, one of the other things I, I would tell uh, uh, your prospective clients, one of the most frustrating parts of the experience when you and I began was I kept going, when are we going to start talking about Patreon? Because <laughs> <laughs> Patreon didn't come up till the very end uh, <laughs> in a certain way, because everything had to do with how we were going to present it. On there. And there were so many other tools to learn first and so many other ways of thinking through because what you're doing with us, um, and it's I just I can't emphasize how important this is, is you're you're training the creative mind to start thinking like a a marketing mind, a business mind. In other words, not not is this is about me, but what what am I offering other people? You know, for other people to want to subscribe, we all know how much we hate putting down subscriptions. <laughs> we don't like money just going out. So what is it that really will give meaning to someone wanting to subscribe to you? And that, that is not an easy thing for a creative person to, 
think about. And it's so critical. Yeah. Yeah. And for some context, if anyone's listening and they're like, what do you mean you didn't talk about Patreon until the last couple of weeks? We talk about it the whole time, but really in the, in the beginning stages, especially the first couple of months, we're really diving into who are you serving? Who is your ideal customer for this? What do your fans want? And as Russell said, thinking about what you want as well so that you can create an offer that's not just, you know, these typical perks of, oh, you're going to get behind the scenes access. Well, what does that mean? And why does your fan care? And, and what does that mean to you as well? Because if you're going to be spending month after month inside of this container, you want to be putting out perks and rewards and doing things that actually feel good to you. And so that is a, it is a bit of a process to work through that and to really say, Hey, this is what I want. This is what my fans want. How can we bring this together to create a platform and, and a container that is a win-win for everyone and allows me to reach those goals and, and market it in such a way that I bring in the money that I'm wanting as well. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and what, 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 what happens is, you know, you have a series of exercises we go through that uh, I think, to be honest, I think most of us creative people, we're a little resistant to those exercises because they, they seem simplistic until you start to do them. And then you start to realize, oh my God, I really haven't thought this out as far as fully as I need to think it out. And you, know, you discover, and then you start, and then you have a start doing marketing. I mean, that was one of the most useful things you gave me was just to start marketing to people that were already uh, my fans to find yeah. out what they want. Well, they don't want coffee mugs. <laughs> they didn't want what, what they really, and, and I was surprised. I thought they would want to take part commissioning me in pieces. They had no interest in having their name associated with that. That was, that was a real blow to my, to my soul. But it was so <laughs> important for me to know because now that I knew that I didn't have to offer that, you yeah. know? And so instead find out what they really wanted. And so I, I discovered things that really surprised me. Uh, they, they wouldn't surprise anyone who markets, but it surprised me as a, a, as a creative artist. And uh, we, you and I, I mean, we went through so many layers of, of discovery. I think that's what, what I would also tell people is that you're going to go through a lot of layers of discovery that I think will go beyond just a Patreon launch. It'll have to do with your relationship uh, and your works relationship with the people that you want to present your, your music to. And so I, I think that was important. So I, I discovered that one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the things that was so powerful was my connections to other musicians. And that's something I don't think about very much, but mm -hmm. I happen to know a lot of musicians and, and I, I, have a, I have a lot of colleagues who respect me and I respect them. And I found out that proximity to the, to that was a huge, huge selling point to my to my fans and you had me discover that because i told you i don't know anything about social media and marketing and so what you said to me and it was probably the most important thing you said said well you've got facebook don't you how many do you have friends on facebook ask them to help you launch yeah and you you put that out so casually and that changed my entire life <laughs> because uh so what i did i fashioned just a simple template you know would you like to help me launch da, da, da. and p.s would you like to be a guest on, on one of my one of my hangouts, I call them hangouts rather than uh, rather than podcasts, and and uh, I just sent that out. You know, I had I, had, I identified like three four hundred people, and I just got besieged with people saying yes 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 yes. And so that was a real uh, that was something. But when I first envisioned the Patreon thing, I never even thought of that, and that ended up being probably the most powerful resource 
Yeah. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time in the program talking about and actually going through warming up your audience before you actually launch and promote it. And this was such a crucial part for you in figuring out how are you going to, first of all, you had a really engaged um, community that was already showing up to calls with you. You had a really engaged email list, um, but you weren't on social media in on every other platform except for Facebook. So what we did was, and this is why it's so important because everyone's strategy is going to be a little bit different based on where their audience is at, the social media that they're on and how you can really get grassroots with it and think, what are the resources that I have? Where are my audience? Where is my audience right now? And how can I use this to the best of my ability? So we focused on warming up your email list and the group of people that was showing up live on calls who are already warm community members and would likely join. And then we took advantage of your Facebook friends and started to build those connections and say, all right, let me like, let me re-engage these people and see if they'll share it, if they want to be a part of it, and if they can get on board with helping me spread the word to market this thing. And I think that with those two things combined, it really led to having the most people uh, listening and sharing so that you could have the, the most successful launch possible. Yeah, well, it created a wonderful synergy. Yeah. And, and also, um, you know, so many times, at least for me as a creative person, I, I think an idea is great. And I put it out there and, you know, that's not, you know, we're, we're talking about a business model. And so it, it's really about what other people think are great and then trying to find a way to put those two things together. And, and that's what you had had me do with, with all that. It was also really helpful uh, to hear uh, the, your uh, suggestions and the struggles of all the other people in the group. Mm. And I think that's, that, that's a critical part of it. Uh, because you, you really you learn so much seeing how other people are trying to solve the things with their group. I, I was really, I felt, you know, in a very different situation because I was primarily, I'm primarily catering to people who are, you know, more mature, older in terms of just chron- chrono- chronologically, whereas most of the other people in your group were really catering to people, not all of them, but some of them to younger people. Mm-hmm. And so they, were di- they had a different, they, there were different things people wanted. And, and had, you, it was really interesting to hear all of them um, work through the struggles in their own way because it, it, it didn't translate directly to me, but it really was helpful to hear. Yeah, that. and it helps you think outside of the box. Like I have this rule where we don't, no basic perks. Like we're not doing like generic, silly perks that no one actually wants. And I think it's always fascinating to see people figure out what their audience wants, what their expertise is what their like unique value point is and it even if it has nothing to do with what you do like we had other people in the group who were more spiritual and were you know about like self-love journey and things like that we had a couple of people in the group that's not really what you're doing Russell but you can still (laughs) learn so much by watching their process of sorting it through and coming up with ideas and using uh their own community and and whatnot to figure out their launch plan and their Patreon structure and things like that. That's why I love running this in a group. Yeah, okay, so, so true confession, Katie. It was it got a little airy-fairy for me and we got into all of the astrology and all, all of the <laughs> for me. But on the other hand, you know, I, I, I learned something from it because um, I'm not an adherent to any of that stuff. But what I found out is that their people really do love that. And it, it's, it's a huge gateway into their art. Yeah. And so I, I, I found, you know, I started to think of it in those terms. And I actually then found those discussions just 
just incredibly fascinating. And also to see how all of the other, my, my colleagues were also going through so many psychological um, changes and issues because the, the, you know, this, you're, this Patreon, you think of it as something external to yourself, but it really goes into your core when you want to present yourself to the world this way. And so you start to deal with all of the uh, angels and demons within yourself. And that's not easy to, for anyone to moderate, Katie. And I, I thought you did a really superb job uh, with that. It was, it was that part of the experience was phenomenal. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but it's yeah. true. You know, the mindset, whatever you want to call it, blocks or, or question marks or just things to think through that come up when you're going through this process, you can't ever predict it. Right. And, you know, sometimes it does unlock something in you where you're like, all right, what do I really want? Or, Hmm, what, how am I really feeling around sales? I didn't realize I had this block before and now I do. Uh, were there any big like epiphanies you had or blocks that you had to work through during the program that you maybe didn't think you had before? And then you were like, oh, well, I'm realizing I have this and I'm glad I worked through it. Yeah, I think yeah, resistance, lots of resistance to, uh, to, to, to things. Uh, just the way you were having us think, you know, I don't think in spreadsheets, you know, <laughs> that way. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, thinking about the ways I spend my time and schedule it. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of resistance to, to that because, you know, I know the way I do things. And I think that, that was incredibly important to reevaluate that and say, you know, there, there might be a happier, more efficient way to do things. I, th I think that's, uh, I think that was very true. I think the hardest part uh, for me was coming up with the offer. I thought that was going to be the easiest thing to do. Oh, you just have a couple of tiers and, you know, for this much, you get this. And I thought that was going to be so simple. I didn't realize how gut-wrenching that was going to be. Mm -hmm. I filled up hey, sketchbooks, like instead of music, sketchbooks of offers, because yeah. you start to realize there is a, an opportunity cost for everything that you're offering. And this yeah. is one of the things that without taking out to launch, I think people will find... Um, they get into a lot of frustration because what you do, you start thinking, oh, if I offer this, then I'll get much more people. And you're not thinking about your life and how much time, because you, you're entering into a contract yeah. uh, with Patreon. And I, that is a sobering thought because it's going to, it's going to take time in your life. It's going to change your life. And so I think that was a huge struggle because on one hand, you want to offer something that's the most enriching. On the other, you don't want to have your whole life taken away and swept right. up. And as we get, as we talk about, I'll tell you, that's something I'm still very much struggling, struggling with. Uh, but I think that process of going through the offers and, and in my case, it was very different than most other Patreons because most of the Patreons start with a, a dollar offer for a dollar a month and, and, you know, go up to something. I, I felt, uh, you know, I, I'm offering something much higher quality it takes me much more time to do my things and so yeah. uh, i was starting with a much higher price point i was really thrilled that you were willing to work with me on that yeah so walk so us through your tiers because it's true that you have you have a pretty high tier that not all people who have patreons have and i always encourage my students anyway like you know a lot of people are like i think i'll do one dollar five dollar and fifteen dollar and and I want everyone who's going through the process to at least consider expanding that and having some higher tiers and opening themselves up to offers that are a little bit more higher level VIP. 
Um, but uh, with you and your community, we really had an opportunity to do a hundred dollar tier, like a high level tier. And remember, that's a hundred dollars every single month that somebody's paying. So talk to us about what your your tier structure looks like and tell us about how it went when you were launching it and how people reacted to that highest level tier. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So we, so I have, uh, I have four tiers and, uh, but it, it didn't start out that way. I think I started with five originally. And we, you know, if, at first, you know, I, I think my first sketch was, I was going to have a $500 tier and work down from that. And, uh, you know, then, you know, I started looking at Patreon saying that, well, gosh, most, most of them go up to $20 a day. So, uh, that, I had to revise all of that. On the, I had a, I wanted to say I had a lot of pressure from friends because I did marketing, asking people about tears. That was the other thing I learned from you. You don't, you don't present something out there until you've already gotten feedback on the idea and tested it. And so I did have several people telling me that the, the Patreon was not going to be successful without a $1 tier. And I really didn't feel I had anything to offer with $1. I didn't, I, I ah. felt that would cheapen what I was offering. Because yeah. my lowest tier, uh, which is the introductory tier is, is you get a lot for it. It's, you know, you get, it's, it's uh, $10 a month. And what you're getting for it is access to every hangout I do. And it's not, these aren't uh, pot like podcasts and in in that because they're two way. The hangouts are not where I'm just dispensing uh, the word of God. It's nothing like <laughs> Yeah, they're not like trainings where nobody talks yeah. to you. It's very engaging. And it's, it's it's engaging, but not only engaging, it's engaging with each other. Right. And that's what you know, I've really used Zoom to that extent. So people are actually getting to know each other as well. So, you know, on a, on a, you know, on a hangout, I'll have 40 people or whatever on. It's not a huge number, but they really, the interaction level is huge. I mean, the chats, uh, people, the content, the chats, people are always saving them because they get so much everyone is offering so many things that, you know, whether we have a guest on or everyone's just talking, I've, I've learned like you to be a good moderator. <laughs> People, you know, all kinds of personalities. Yeah. Um, and so, so because of that, I kept that tier high and, you know, you went for that. I didn't think you, you know, when we were talking, I thought you were going to work really hard to, to kind of slap me into reality. And, uh, <laughs> instead, you kind of surprised me. You said, given the fact that what I was getting from my lectures and everything, you thought that made a lot of sense. And so we kept that tier. And then I, I you know, so that's, that's the supporter tier at $10 where I have most of my people. And then there's a, the next one is an aficionado tier. And that's $25 a month. And in addition to all of that, they get to be, they're on my Slack channel. Slack was something you introduced us to, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, 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 and I was, you know, because what was so important about my business plan was that this was not a one-way street. I wanted people to interact with each other. And Slack seemed like it'd be a, an excellent forum for that because it allows people to have conversations either as a group or in small chat groups. And to share all kinds of things that we don't have time to share otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, something I could chime in as well. So we, that's a second group. Then I have what I call the master listener group. And that is, you know, so that, that is now $50 a month. Now, what they get for that, in addition to the other two, that, that takes more of my time. Because I, I, I produce each month a special video for them called Secrets of Music in which I take them into my workshop here <laughs> and I, I show them, uh, for instance, I, I was, I was conducting a major symphonic work, the Sibelius second symphony. 
And, you know, these are people who've gone to concerts their whole life, but they have no clue how a conductor prepares a score. So I thought, how fun, I'll take them into my process from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. So I'm showing them, you know, whatever, I'm showing them pictures. Oh, it wasn't this. You know, I'm showing them pictures of the score. I'm telling them about things. I'm trying to figure out, should it go this way? Should should I do this? Will this work? You know, you know, and I'm talking to them about some of my epiphanies. Showing yeah. them how I mark the score, you know. So, so I, I, I did, I did a several videos of that, and then in addition, they get a workshop. Uh, I'm doing four workshops a year, and this was your your idea, um, and I did. I've only already done one of them. I'll be scheduling the other the other one soon. It was very successful. I called it Harmony and Emotion, and in these workshops, it gives me a chance to talk about things I just don't have a chance to talk to non musicians about in other ways. Like in this way, how is it that chords give us certain emotions. And I'm not talking about astrology or colors, color theory or anything, but just <laughs> really, really specific ways that we get, we were moved to tears or laughter by the way one chord moves to another, because this will help them when they listen to all the music. So that was, you know, I th- they get that for the masters. And then the, uh, the upper level tier was the creative circle. And that was who I imagined would be my major patrons. And that was going to be for $100 or is $100. And uh, although you you had an introductory, you had me to give an introductory discount, which was very helpful. Yeah, so we and, did a founders member discount just during the period of the launch. And this is yeah. a strategy that we use, especially because when you launch a Patreon, it's there's no like cart close. Like people can join it at, at any time. So what we did was we ran a, a limited time and limited space discount for this highest tier to push people into it during the initial launch. And will you tell us, did it work? <laughs> yeah, no, it really, I had far more, you know, I expected, I, you know, my prediction was to have three or four people I ended up with a dozen people in, in, in my launch from that. So that was very, very powerful. And I'm thinking about this right now because I'm going to be doing another another launch in, in, in the fall. And I'm okay. thinking how important it is to create a scarcity as, as you, you talk to us about, mm-hmm. because it's not the way I naturally think. And it's very important. So I, um, so, so yeah, so then the upper tier, that was a big question. What was that going to be? I thought, oh, they're going to, they're going to be co-commissioners of everything I do and get their name up there. They had no interest in that. They said <laughs> they would support me because they love me, but that wasn't going to be an attraction. So this is where the out to launch really um, changed me because uh, by showing me um, how valuable it was all the people I knew, Katie, I realized what I could give them was access to all of these incredible artists I know, a special access that the others don't. So what I what I came up with, I don't know if we talked about this, is they come into, whenever I have these guests on, they come in earlier and they're allowed to have one-on-one dialogues or questions with the guests a half hour before I bring in everyone else uh, to the group. And so where everyone else has to ask questions in the chat, they're actually able to get to know them vice versa. And I, I mean, this has been really effective. For instance, we had an accordion player. Uh, he's a virtuoso, world virtuoso. And he came on and talked. People got so interested. So they went to his concert when he came out here. <laughs> and oh, the, ones awesome. who, the ones who had gotten to know him, they felt yeah. they had a personal relationship and those kinds of things. So that, that's what I'm offering at the, at the top tier. And it does take time, but uh, you know, so that, those are the four tiers. You know, and so the idea is that the people in the creative circle are not only part of my uh, music concert process, but they're getting to know some of the best musicians in the world. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You know, huge cool deal. too is that yeah. then the people you're partnering with, like 
the musicians you're bringing in for that top tier are also getting something out of it because now they've got a new group of super fans who are supporting them too. So I love that win-win and really thinking strategically there because it's like, well, why would people want to come in in this way into my Patreon and give up their time? But that is why, right? It's like you have a really engaged community and when they engage with that person, that community is going to become theirs as well and be able to support those, the musicians that you're putting them in front of. So, you know, that's so true. You know, we didn't talk about this uh, or I didn't talk about this. I should have, when you asked me what was going on the year, a year ago, I was feeling from the pandemic, a hunger, a personal hunger for connection, but also a hunger with all the people I knew. They were hungry because they weren't going to concerts. They weren't socializing, but they, they were they they were hungry because they didn't have that connection, that same connection to music. Yeah. And so when I started doing these uh, these hangouts before I had the Patreon, that was a big thing I realized. It was like you know people missing salt in their diet and and having salt. Well, it's the same thing with the performers. They were missing that salt from having that connection with an audience as well. And I think that's why they've been so eager to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And win-win, just huge. I love that you were able to use your Patreon to bring both of these sides together, which is amazing. You know, so discovering those hungers, you know, want, having an interest in discovering those hungers is one of the things that I think you're teaching uh, in, in the Out to Launch. And I think that's something, you know, we, we need to spend more time thinking about feeling. Yeah. So tell us, how did the launch go when you finally put it all out there? <laughs> okay. So, so, there's a lot of pressure in this outlaunch because what you start to realize is there's so much homework. There's so much to do. It really is a course. Uh, yet you start to realize you've bitten off more than you can chew. And like all of us, we're all professionals and we have lives to live and we have money. We're earning money. I was just damn determined. Nothing was going to stop me from launching. But I knew I just felt I wasn't ready, you know, because there was still so much more I needed to do. So I, I decided to commit to your, you know, to the date and, and do that. And um, it was, I, I have to say, it was a little terrifying because there's a, it's not like what I thought it would be. Oh, you just put out an email, we're launching. No, we had to create, you had, you know, you talked about, um, how, how do you, what, what is the word you use for, you know, you have to whet the audience's appetite for something. Warm, warming them up. Is warming them up. Yeah. <laughs> and the bread crumbing. Yes, bread crumbing, yes. <laughs> so, this was really hard because, you know, one of the other things I, you know, I, you're, you're a very good guide, but you're not, you're not sitting there uh, with a short leash leading us along. And I think that's important for people to know yeah. that we're adults and, and you're, you're showing, you're pointing the way, but we've got to do all the work. And so, and that means creative work too. So you gave us examples of how to do it, but I always felt through the entire out to launch, I always had to take what you said and then interpret it like into another language because my classical world is so different than the world that, that the, other, um, the other clients are in and your world as well. So uh, I came up with an idea and I think this was actually the most uh, powerful thing I accomplished during Out to Launch. I needed to tell people my story. Yes. And I, I learned this from your, your class and also, also from teaching. Um, you know, I taught in college for, for many years. And when you go to college and you teach something, you know, you have a class before you, they just take their notebooks or whatever they do today, these days, the computer, and they just start learning. But I, when I taught at a uh, secondary school, I taught at high school level, I was so shocked. I would go to teach music theory and they weren't ready to learn. They didn't want to learn. And I realized until they had a connection with me, they, they didn't want to, uh, 
to learn. Once they knew who I was and I told them a little bit about myself and then asked them about themselves and we had this personal connection, then they were able to learn. That it was a huge um, uh, epiphany for me in working with my youth orchestra. Yeah. You know, that they need to know who you are. And then they'll go, they'll go to the ends of the earth to improve and work for you and, and do things once they have that connection. I needed to do that with the Patreon. And so I decided to, my idea of breadcrumbing is I told my story of how, what led me to want to create a Patreon. And I did it, I figured, you know, it'd be a week of teasing pre-launching. And so I came up with, I had to write a different essay for each of those days. And it, it really, it started, uh, the first essay hooked people because I talked about how I started in music. How there was one day I was sorting baseball cards and listening to Beethoven's fifth on a phonograph and how, uh, but when I'd heard this piece like 15, 16 times, cause I had the phonograph and auto repeat, I had to remind people what phonographs were, <laughs> how, how, how that had completely hooked me. And suddenly I was stopped sorting baseball cards. And I couldn't get this, get this Beethoven piece out of my ear. And so I used that as a, as a launch, you know, as, as a, um, as an introduction. So people could know me as a human being. And then, and then I built up to all the things that led me to the Patreon. And I think that was very powerful because people really commented. There was a lot of comments on the essays. Oh yeah, I started listening to music because of someone's, something that happened to me or this, right. you know, everyone could, there was a lot of what you call, what you call in your thing, relatability, mm -hmm. which you say is so important. And so that was, I, I thought that was really effective. And I'm going to need to do something like that again, as I can, as I continue that. Cause that, that got the interest because I had to make sure people would, would, would want to attend. And then I had to line up guests. And then I had the wonderful problem where I had too many people that wanted to be guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, and elaborate what you mean, where you brought in community yeah. members to basically give testimonials on your mm -hmm. launch event. You hosted yeah, I did that too. I had professional music musicians to give a sense of the quality uh, we, we, would, we would have. Uh, I had these people from around the country. And then I had, and then I had my current hangout members who were itching to talk about how much this had changed their lives. Yeah. So, th so the launch party was really a party. It was really a party. People had, I mean, we each guest got to. We shared a little bit of their their work, you know, via video, and then they talked about, you know, a little bit about their what they do, and then the testimonials from the uh, from the hangout group. They were just so excited about talking about. It. They all become friends and everything. So I think there was really good synergy, really good synergy for that. That said, you know, I had to do it, you know, I, I swore I was going to get it done. And I had a very good, you know, I had about a hundred people on that launch party, which was great. But yeah. I, you know, I, I was always thinking, you know, I could have had more if I'd had more time. You're all, so you're always going to think that in your, yeah. in, if you're taking Katie's uh, out to launch, you're always going to want more time. Don't let that stop you from launching. Yes. I wanted to make that because I, it was so important that I did that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's funny because at the beginning of this call, we we're talking about how people just want to, oh, let me just take two weeks and get it out there. And then when you go through the whole process, you're like, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know. If, and there is a point where you have to take that messy action and just trust like you, you are ready, you are prepared. And, you know, you could sit on, you could rush something out in two days and you could also sit on something forever and never do it because it's just not quote unquote perfect. But um, I think there's like that sweet spot, which you really went for of saying, all right, I've just got to trust that I'm, I'm going to get it all done. I'm ready to do this. Um, my audience is ready and put it out there. And that is exactly what you did. Yeah. And it, it was, it was, a, I, I'm just so happy. I didn't, I didn't get, let myself get overwhelmed. 
And that's, uh, that, that's real, that was really important to, to get out there. But I, you know, I just, I, I think, uh, you know, when you commit to something like out to launch, you know, it's, it's very, you know, that was the back of my head. Nothing's going to stop me from, from making, at least getting this thing out there. But I will say that the details, there are just so many things to learn if, if this is new for you, like it was for me, creating a landing page, you know, uh, you know, actually learning how to, you, you, you're, you're learning multiple different web tools, you know, that you may not be familiar with. I was not comfortable with social media. I was having to engage in ways that were taking a lot of time and a lot of effort. And so you, but you have to be open to wanting to do this if you want this to be successful. And so- yeah. Yeah, I think that was important. So now you've been running your Patreon for a good chunk of time, almost six months now. So what's been your favorite part and how is it going? I, I, okay, so, uh, yeah, because you and I haven't talked about this. Yeah, I, we I, haven't. I, I haven't <laughs> and and that, 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 that's, uh, that's good. The, the most incredible thing about it is that, you know, my goal to connect people to each other has exceeded my expectations. Everyone on my Patreon have be, they actually talk of each other as some of the best friends they have in their lives. Now. That's awesome. That is so. It's hard to just talk about what that means. So, uh, one of them decided they wanted to throw a party, <laughs> and so, you know, and this came and they threw a party, and we had a good good chunk of the group flew. Several people flew in and they were part of this party. We had outdoors, pandemically safe. And it was incredible for me walking around this party, watching, seeing these people who never had met before, having just such a great time together. We all met at the Philharmonic for a, a concert of a Mahler symphony, or not all, but many of them. And several people flew in for that as well. Wow. And, they, and, and so these are people that have always been known each other as Zoom rectangles, right? Yeah. And then suddenly they're meeting. And what was fascinating is we were talking, it wasn't, we, we, you know, we knew each other already. It was like we had already been in physical presence, you know, for 10 years. Yeah. There was, uh, and, and just so happy to be together. So that, that was probably the most successful thing about it, that it really is, it really works. And I wanted that because I, I most of the Patreon things I've seen and most of podcasts, I think really are a one-way kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that, that, you know, all kinds of synergies happen when people start interacting and they you know they go beyond me i have nothing to do with a lot of the things going on now but people form friendships they go to things you know they argue about things and it, it's so so when we have these gatherings now in zoom we really feel like we're all we're all friends we interrupt each other you know <laughs> you know one guy does nothing but talk about minnesota so i have to always stop him after a while <laughs> Like, that's enough Minnesota for today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, have to, so there, there's there's a lot of that, but there's amazing charity. Everyone has a uh, compassion for each other, so they tolerate. You know, there's, there's good. So I think that's one of the most powerful things about it. Um, you know, other things that have been great. People have really enjoyed all the guests we've had, and like I said, there's been wonderful interaction. The guests have enjoyed. So I have a list now. I mean, one of the things I have to do now is I have to figure out scheduling all these people, just like you scheduled me for this. I, yeah. I mean, 
I really have hundreds of people that want to do it. I don't have that much time. So I want to look now into having them on panels. Like for instance, one thing I've mm. neglected, I feel a lot. So I want to have a panel of women composers. I just did a, a lecture series on American composers and got criticized. I didn't have women featured in it. And I, I took that very seriously. And so I, I know wonderful women composers. So I'm, I'm thinking now maybe just have panels of things. Yeah. Like, so so the, the guests themselves get to meet other people that they would like to do. So that takes, as you know, coordinating scheduling uh, uh, chops and everything. Um, I'm starting to schedule my concerts. And I'm one of the things that came out of the Patreon idea is that I'm going to have uh, Zoom concerts. And I hadn't thought of this before, Katie, but some of my, my Patreon members are composers themselves. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have some Zoom concerts where, where it's a concert where we go to three different places in a concert. Nice. So I'll, I'll do a piece for my place in Los Angeles and then my friends Mark and Noam will do pieces uh, from Boston. And, you know, that will be a whole concert, uh, you know, con a single concert experience, things like that. So yeah. th that kind of synergy and creativity is something I really, really um, had hoped for. And the Patreon's been great with that. So those have been some of the positives. That is amazing. <laughs> and now you, like you said, you're about to do another launch, meaning another hard push of promo for it. So is there anything that um, you've learned or that you're gonna kind of integrate into this next launch and in this next push? Well, yeah, then let me use that as a, as a launching pad to talk about the challenges, things that didn't go well. Mm, and yeah. okay, so one of the things that has not gone well is, is uh, and, and this was a concern of mine through the whole out to launch process is how much time this would take. Yeah, It takes a lot of time and it has been a problem for me because it has eaten into creative time. I need to do. And so this, this is, this is a real thing because I think you and you helped me hone a really good offer, but um, uh, you know, I'm realizing that creating all of this content and editing this content and putting it out there. It, it, and, and, then, and then, you know, the other thing I had not thought about is you also have to deal, these are your clients now, customers. And so they have problems, especially I'm dealing with uh, people, older people who, who can't figure out how to get Patreon to work or it doesn't register. I'm sure you get things like this too all the time. And I have to deal with all of these uh, concerns. I also discovered that while I think the Slack channel is fantastic, most of them don't mm. uh, use it. They find it a little off-putting. And so we only have, we have a, a smaller group that's doing the Slack channel. So I, 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 I don't want to give up on it because I still think it's so valuable, but it hasn't been as successful. I've had some people lower their patron tiers because they didn't feel they were getting as much out of it. On the other hand, the retention has been pretty good. I'm under 40 people. My goal is I want to get this to 100. Uh, and so, the, you know, I still feel it's a work in progress is, is what I was saying. And I, you know, it is yeah. like right now I'm in a mode where I'm writing music again. And I really don't want to spend a lot of time on Patreon because I really want to be doing that. And it is separate. So I just want to also say, even though this has been a great thing, it, 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 it's, it's mixed. You know, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm being very realistic about it. A hundred percent. And I think that's so important because especially with something like this, where it is ongoing month after month, it's not just going to be, okay, one launch and now everything's perfect. Like you have to learn what it's actually like to operate in it and figure out what's working, what's not, you know, do we swap Slack for something else? Do we, you know, figure out how to um, make sure that people are 
have the training videos they need to work all the things and be able to optimize so that you're delivering the product that you want to deliver, but you're also not having it take up all of your time. Cause that's not the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love that you shared that because I think that it's actually such an opportunity that you're like, yeah, I'm running this successful Patreon. And with that comes these things that I know I can adjust so that I can optimize as I grow and not have to be burdened with the things that are taking a bunch of time or, you know, the recurring problems that people are having. It's an opportunity to, to solve that and see how you can do better and adjust um, so that when you do scale, everything runs smoothly as you continue to grow it. Now you're right. And, and you know, there, the other thing that everyone uh, has to think about too is, is that, you know, I still have to spend time maintaining my larger list. You know, who are not Patreon members, and so yeah. that that's also so. There's a lot of juggling that goes on in there, and so I'm, I, you know, I'm being very honest. You know, I'm I'm reevaluating it as well. So to get to your question about the launch, I'm trying to figure that out because I I do feel I need to to have a sweet offer. I need to do the same kind of building up with uh, that we talked about, and that all takes time. Making you know, in other words, I have to orchestrate a campaign right. uh, to do that. And so yeah, I, I am I am thinking that through, and then. It, you know, and, and just how that will work. And I suppose part of that is I need to do a survey, you know, with everyone who's currently in the group and ask them the same questions you're asking me. Yeah. You know, how has this been for you? Uh, through, you know, you know how has this particular thing been for you? Have you gotten a lot out of this offer? Would you like to see more of that? And so I think th those are some of the plans I have as I go forward now. Amazing. Okay. Um, well, this has been an incredible chat. I have loved hearing about, I mean, obviously I knew your experience going through it, but you know, what's happened since the program. So last question for you is what would you say to someone who is thinking of starting Patreon and thinking about joining Out to Launch Patreon? I would just say that I think your, your offer of Out to Launch is, is critical. Is that I wouldn't think of, I think if, if you really, if you're ready to do a Patreon launch, then this is the way to go. And also to understand that it's not worth doing a Patreon launch unless you really want to make it work because mm -hmm. it's just not worth the time. It's not worth the time, but if you want it to work and you really want to have your fans uh, have a greater intimacy with your work and you and what you do, I, I think it's really invaluable. And I, I just also want to say, I think I'm a good example of the, of the fact that your ideas really are applicable to a wide variety of genres. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I don't I suspect you haven't worked with a classical composer, you know, who's done doing music lectures before. And yet I found, you know, I did have to translate everything, but you worked with me. You had, I think your suggestions were very good. I want people to realize too that at least if you're doing it in the same format, you'll be with a group and really take time to get to know some of the people in the group because you can learn a lot for them. Understand that your time, Katie, is, is, is a little bit more scarce. It's not a thing where you're going to be one-on-one. -on -one. You're not going to be spoon-fed things. So you do have to do some of the homework. But I, I just, I think it's just invaluable. I am so happy that I uh, went on this journey with you. And, and it's something that is continuing to inform everything I think about. Well, I am so happy that you went on this journey with me too. <laughs> I'm so glad that I met you through it and I'm so happy to see everything that you are doing and the thriving community that you have. You are amazing, Russell. Okay, tell us where we can connect with you, join your Patreon and hear your music. Fantastic. You can find me at russellsteinberg.com. 
R-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-T-E-I-N-B-E-R-G.com. And you can also find me at patreon.com slash Russell Steinberg. I'm going to be offering everyone who's hearing this podcast, I'd like to give them uh, two free links to two hangouts. So you could get a feeling of what, what, this, what this consortium, I call it Russell's Classical Consortium. Uh, by the way, that title was also, it took a lot of work in our paper. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. It's really, it's really good. And so I, I think, I think if, if people watch that, you'll get a sense of what I'm talking about. You'll see the kind of fun that we have as well as you'll learn about music. And so I'll, you know, I'll offer that to everyone listening to, because those, I keep those, those links private for people in, in the group, but I'd like everyone who, and who's thinking about taking your thing to listen to them. So, so you could reach me there. And if you want to learn about classical music, just go on my website. I've got plenty of things I'm doing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Russell, for coming on today. So welcome, Katie. It was, it was just a pleasure. I just want to say before I leave that when we had the Carnegie Hall concert uh, two weeks ago, and I'm conducting Sibelius Second, and I go in the lobby, and there's I have a, two Patreon members who came, flew out just to hear my LA Youth Orchestra do the Sibelius. One of them on a train. One flew, the other one took a train. Wow. Uh, LA. It was the, the feeling I had uh, greeting them in the lobby. They were just elated because the, the Sibelius went so well that it kind of brought, it crystallized everything the work you and I had done, uh, you know, came together that it really meant something deep. I love that. So, you know that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it, yeah. And if you're listening to this, like that is, that is what you will get when you start to create this community, just an amazing group of people who are not just like fans, but also become friends and, and really die hard supporters, which is so amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's a perfect note to it end. It was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.